the future headline could read, Jews Sheltered, Christians Slaughtered. Welcome to Right Start with Jim Custer, teaching pastor of Grace Polaris Church in Columbus, Ohio. The Antichrist will detest both the children of Israel and Christians, those who come to Christ after the rapture. But in God's providence, those groups have different destinies. Last week, we looked at the seven-year period of time that receives so much attention in the book of Revelation. And specifically, we're trying to understand who's who in this part of the prophecy. Jim's here to conclude his talk, The Last Prophet Standing. In chapter 12 and verse 6, the woman in the, in the experience that John saw, which is our subject for next week, the woman at that experience who gave birth to the child who will rule all nations and who was caught up to heaven, the woman flees into the wilderness where she had a place prepared by God to be fed there 1260 days. Same unit of time different part of the week. The two prophets are preaching and proclaiming uncontested for the first 1260 days. They are killed. The woman, when we come over to chapter 12, who represents the nation of Israel, the one through whom our Lord came into the world, that woman is confronted by Satan and she, we read, she, the woman, fled into the wilderness where she had a place prepared by God. Oh, I hope that settles between your ears. She has a place prepared for, by God, and it's scheduled for her to be fed there for 1260 days. That's the second half of the tribulation period. The narrative goes on in chapter 12, verse 7, and talks about Satan being kicked out of heaven with his angels. And you read in verse 13, when the dragon saw that he'd been thrown to earth, he persecuted the woman who gave birth to the male. That's the same reality. That's the same identity. It's the nation of Israel in this passage. He persecuted the woman who gave birth to the male. Now watch. The woman, Israel was given two wings of a great eagle so that she might fly from the serpent's presence to her place in the wilderness where she was fed for time, times, and half a time, three and a half times, three and a half years. From his mouth the serpent spewed water like a river after the woman to sweep her away in a torrent, but the earth helped the woman the earth opened its mouth and swallowed up the river that the dragon had spewed from his mouth. So the dragon was furious with the woman and left to wage war against the rest of her offspring. More about that another time. All I want you to see is, this is the second time we are told that this woman, through whom God became man and her descendants, representing the nation, are being persecuted directly by the devil, and God supernaturally protects her as she escapes to a special place in the wilderness where she's fed, nurtured, protected by God, and Satan leaves her there. He can't touch her in this place prepared by God. That's the second time we're told about that place. Now turn over to chapter 13, one more verse. 
In chapter 13, we meet the Antichrist. He's the one who takes the dominant leadership in the world after the two witnesses are killed. He is satanically energized and he is permitted by God. Well, let's read it. Revelation chapter 13, verse 5, A mouth was given to him to speak boasts and blasphemies. He was also given authority to make war for 42 months. That's the last three and a half years of Daniel's 70th week. He was permitted to wage war against the saints and to conquer them. Obviously, that's not the Israeli woman in the wilderness. These must be other believers living in the world during that second half of the tribulation. It says very clearly, God permits, God allows, God gives him authority. He has the authority to act for, or to make war for 42 months. He spoke blasphemies against God to blaspheme his name and his dwelling, those who dwell in heaven. By the way, that's probably a reference to the church in heaven. He was permitted to wage war against the saints and to conquer them. He was also given authority over every tribe, people, language, and nation. All those who live on the earth will worship him, everyone whose name was not written from the foundation of the world in the book of life of the Lamb who was slaughtered. Now let's see if we can put these together. You have five references concerning this period, this unit of time, 42 months, 1260 days, time, time, snap, time. You have five references, we've seen them all. The first one says clearly that during the time it references, Jerusalem, the holy city, will be trampled down by the Gentiles. That cannot take place during the ministry of the two prophets. It cannot take place during the time that the Jewish temple is open and functioning. And Daniel tells us, and the book of the Revelation reminds us, that one of the first things that the Antichrist and the false prophet does after they assume satanic authority and God's permission, they violate, they desecrate the temple in Jerusalem, stopping the sacrifices. So there are sacrifices in the Jewish temple on the Jewish mount until the Antichrist comes to power and until the image of the Antichrist is put there. That's the period of time when the two witnesses preach, prophesy, and the 144,000 are saved, sealed, and signed. Got it? It's followed by the nations, under the leadership of Antichrist, trampling the holy city, and they will do that. They will do that. That's what we just read about. During the time that Antichrist and his minions trample the holy city, the faithful, the Jewish remnant, who heard the prophets, responded to the gospel, fled to their place in the wilderness. Twice we are told that. And there, for the last three and a half years, they are protected and preserved from being conquered or killed or destroyed by the Antichrist. Antichrist can't, Antichrist can't touch them. 
Satan himself can't touch them. They are protected and provided for by God for 1260 days. See that? They are the remnant. And they will make it through that last three and a half years of, of the tribulation period. But they will make it through because they are hidden someplace on our planet in a wilderness and there they are prepared or God has prepared for them to care for them and to feed them and to shield them from Satan. All the other four references refer to that last half of the tribulation period. For it's in that same period when the woman, the nation of Israel, flees to the wilderness and is protected. It's during that period that the Antichrist rises and asserts world worship, killing all the saints he can, but he can't touch the woman, killing all the saints he can, but he can't kill the 144,000. And the Bible says that all the nations of the world, listen to it again, he was given authority over every tribe, every people, every language, every nation, all those who live on the earth will worship him, the only exception being those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life, those that are born again. So those five references, 42 months, twice, 1260 days, twice, time, times, and half a time, refer to the full seven-year period called Daniel's 70th week. One of them refers to the first three and a half. That's the period of the two witnesses. The other four clearly refer to the last half. That's when Satan rules the world. And unrighteousness dominates the earth. And saints of God, born again believers, are going to be destroyed going to be killed. Now hold your finger there and turn over to Revelation to chapter 7. Chapter 7, and we'll do a wrap. Chapter 7, book of the Revelation, and verse 9. Here we're in one of those interview situations where John is given special information out of the chronological flow of the book given special information. He's just been taught about the 144,000 Jews who survived. After this, verse 9, Revelation 7, I looked and there was a vast multitude from every nation, tribe, people, and language, which no man could number, that's a lot of people, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, that's in heaven. They were robed in white with palm branches in their hands, and they sing this song, angels celebrate, Verse 13, one of the elders asked me, who are these people robed in, in white and where did they come from? John says, sir, you know. He said, these are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. That's the second half of that seven-year period. And they wash their robes and they are saved and they are in heaven. A huge multitude of martyrs that are in heaven who sacrifice their lives in martyrdom during that last 42 months of Daniel's 70th week.
I want you to turn on with me, please, to Matthew, Matthew chapter 24, and this will put it together for you, I hope. Matthew chapter 24, and note with me, please, Jesus instructing the disciples about the sign of his coming and the sign of the end of the age. Here's what he says. This is Jesus, 2,000 years ago, sitting on the Mount of Olives. When you see, Jesus says, the abomination that causes desolation, spoken of by Daniel the prophet, standing in the holy place, that can only be the temple, only in the holy city. It's the only place that fits. When you see that experience, then let those in Judea flee. There you go. Flee to the mountains. Flee to what? Flee to that place prepared for you over in the wilderness. Flee. Get out of town. Get out of Jerusalem. Get out of Judea. Flee. Let those in Judea flee to the mountains. Man must not stop, so forth. Woe, verse 19, to pregnant women, nursing mothers in those days. Pray that your escape may not be in winter or on the Sabbath. It's a Jewish thing, a Sabbath. For at that time there will be, look at it, great tribulation. That's the second half the tribulation period, defined by Jesus as great tribulation, the kind that hasn't taken place from the beginning of the world until now and never will again. Unless those days were limited, no flesh would be saved. Okay, one more caveat in the same chapter. Verse 30, then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky, then all the peoples on the earth, those that are still there, will mourn, and they, all the peoples of the earth, who are under the power and persuasion of Antichrist, they will, they will mourn. They will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Now watch. He will send out his angels with a loud trumpet, and they will gather his elect. Those are the people who came to know Christ after the rapture and escaped the martyrdom. And they're going to get an angelic express ride from wherever they are back to Jerusalem. He will send out his angels with a loud trumpet. They will gather his elect from the four winds from the end of the sky, from one end of the sky to the other. See, it's all together in your Bible. God's thought this all out, and it's all right there in the pages of the book. If we just persist in reading and studying it, it comes together. Two final statements. God does not fail his promise to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and his descendants. The 70th week of Daniel, that seven-year period in the future, is a period where Daniel was told God specifically will deal with his people, Daniel's people, Jews, we would call them, and Daniel's holy city, which is Jerusalem. It all comes together, fits perfectly. But the first half of that seven-year period will be the time of the two witnesses, and God's word will be honored globally by those two witnesses. 
The second half will be a time of unprecedented persecution and tribulation on the earth. There will still people come to know Christ as Savior. Many of them will be martyred. But when Jesus returns, one of the first thing he does is dispatch his angels from where he lands in Jerusalem area to gather his saints to Jerusalem. So much more I'd like to tell you. Those Jewish believers become the cornerstone of the judgment of the nations. Because one of the things Jesus is going to do is gather all the nations before him, separate them goats, sheep. Remember that? What makes the difference? How did you treat these, my brethren? And you just heard what the previous seven years of earth history will be like. It's going to be worse next week. We're going to deal with the other half of the story. Father in heaven, help us not to make complex what is simple and help us not to fail to compare scripture to scripture until it resolves itself and stands before us as testimony of your almighty promise, faithful to your covenant, faithful to your promises, faithful to execute grace, and truth. We sense around us, and sometimes very close to us, that these competing powers of Antichrist and truth, those who represent the true Messiah, our Creator God, King Jesus, and those who represent another God by whatever name or description they give him. But those competitions are becoming more and more acute, more bold, more defined. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem as you have taught us to in your word. And we pray for the salvation of those who among the nations are loved by their creator and for whom their creator gave his life, paying their penalty for their sin by his own sacrifice of himself in their place. Now, dear friend, tonight, if uh, you're listening and and you're understanding that this is going to be a terrible time just ahead of us. You're right. Don't blame God. God is not willing that any should perish. He desires that every man would come to repentance, to hear the truth and respond to the truth with an open submission to the Savior Jesus Christ. That's God's desire. We showed you tonight how even during those seven years of blasphemous unrighteousness and ungodliness, during those awful periods of the tribulation period, God continues to extend grace and offer his gospel. And he offers it to you tonight. 
God is not willing that you should perish. God desires that you receive his son as your personal savior and enjoy the benefits and eternal privileges of the gift of eternal life that he gives to those who trust him. Have you ever received that gift? Are you certain in your heart that if the rapture of the church took place at midnight tonight, you'd be among us? Not because you're perfect, but because you're forgiven. If you haven't made that commitment, and you have to make it for you, no one else can. If you've never made that commitment, I urge you tonight, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe that he is who he said, he is what the miracles he did proved. And he did that work at Calvary just for you. And if you'll trust him and receive him as your savior, he will give you a grace gift of full forgiveness. And he'll even put his righteousness on your account. And when the roll is called up yonder, You'll be there. Please, don't, don't trivialize the gospel. Don't postpone that decision. Your eternity hangs in the balance of that decision. What will you do with Jesus? and his offer to you of eternal life. Trust him, please. By your spirit tonight, Father, create in the hearts of those who respond to your invitation the blessed experience of the new birth and membership in your family. Thank you for your grace. Such a great God who names the stars, calls them by name, sustains them, still focuses on you, my friend, and on me, because he loves us. May we value that love, we pray, Jesus, in your precious name. Amen. If we didn't have the book of Revelation, Jesus' prophecy in Matthew 24 would come across differently. We'd notice that much of it matches up to the fall of Jerusalem in AD 70, and we might come to some hasty conclusions. But as we overlay these prophecies one on another, we get a much clearer picture from both. The Last Prophet Standing is the name of the sermon we finished today. The message is available on CD for your gift of $7 or more. Our series on how to read the challenging book of the Revelation is called With John on the Isle of Patmos. You can get the set of nine CDs for a donation of $34 or more. If you feel somehow nudged or encouraged to help support this ministry, we hope you'll open your heart to that prompting. The health and well-being of Right Start depends on listeners, maybe including you. Thank you, team, for your prayers and gifts. We love serving with you. If you choose to help, just mail us at Right Start, P.O. Box 437, Worthington, Ohio, 43085 USA. Or call 1-800-984-2313. 
That's 800-984-2313. And check out the website, rightstartradio.org. We've made a way for you to donate securely there. Plus, you'll find a vast library of audio resources with two major divisions, radio programs and complete sermons. Listen for free, download the files for free. And you can subscribe to the program as a podcast on iTunes, also free. And that's all at rightstartradio.org. I'm Dan Pope. Thanks for listening. Revelation tells us of the ultimate victory of our King, but also of tough days coming before that. Jim will tell it like it will be on tomorrow's edition. Please join us for the next Right Start. Thank you.